0: All
1: right man, episode 15 of the mad manager show the place where we love music we love the business of music but we hate the music business denny Dan, what's up everything everything
0: everything's up
1: and nothing's down nothing's down and that's how we love it yeah escrow yeah. in the building behind the gun lj on the board squads in the building denny what's going on man with life life is good life is good that's why
0: I keep telling myself today. <laughs> Life is good. Life is good. I have nothing to worry about. I love this business. I love this business. No,
1: you love the business of music.
0: <laughs> I love the business. I, that's what I'm supposed to be saying. Yeah. Okay. I love the business of music. But you hate
1: the music business? But I hate
0: the music business.
1: Stay on brand, man. Come on.
0: <sighs> I know that, too. I know that.
1: The game gets a little challenging from time to time, Yeah, man.
0: it's been challenging. But all's good. All's good. Overall, yeah, everything good. Yeah, we got work. As long as we working, it's good.
1: We, you're right. And it's funny though, how much can change in a week, though. Yeah. Last week, we was in here hype, like, woo, Yeah! And today, we like, woo. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: That's what you got to tell everybody. It's, it's a, a, a marathon. It's a marathon. What Nipsey say, it's a
1: marathon. It's a marathon. All right, I got to remember, it's a marathon. All
0: right, right. Right, right you gotta take you gotta take these bad days and good days and bad weeks and bad months and good months and good months and it does weigh out it does as long as you in there you'll get your share of both
1: yeah I, I you know I saw uh, a meme online that was showing the path to success for entrepreneurs and it showed like the entrep- in the in the entrepreneur's mind on the day that he starts it's this straight shot from zero <laughs> to infinity and then it showed the actual success. It was like the squiggly line. Squiggly it was like line. going up, down, back to the <laughs> beginning, back to the end, <laughs> down to the beginning again. And like you know, But that was really what it was, though. Yeah. It's like when you're an entrepreneur, man, If it's just for me, I was always somebody who worked a nine-to-five. right? So I could set my watch to when my money was coming in and out and right. all those things, and that's totally probably different. totally different and been one of the biggest challenges, I think, even though I've been an entrepreneur now, I guess I, I guess five years now on the books officially or whatever. Okay. Just solo, flipping, right, right. Purely solo. Uh, that's still something that you know. You I think you got to really like when it's when you're getting it and it's good. You got to make sure you you know squirrel away some of them nuts in the tree. Oh, for you sure, know, for sure. For a sure. little later when it. You dries know, and that's up. a
0: lot to think about when you're an entrepreneur, but because you you're too busy getting it. Yeah. You know, you don't even get to enjoy it sometimes because you're trying to get it. You, yeah. You. You, you saving it because of fear of not being able to get it if if you're smart. So you're always constantly in the get it mode. And I don't know if that's all good because then it, it can wear you out. I think you're really supposed to kind of enjoy some of the fruits of your labor. Mm-hmm. Somewhere in between there. You have to because then it's like, what am I doing it for in the end?
1: Yeah, I mean, one thing that I think is easy to do is to constantly push the rewards that you owe yourself off because you're like, uh, I won't get that car. I'm, I'm going to wait until I get this, this, and this, and then I'll get it. Yeah. Or I'm not going to take that but vacation. But you can do that forever. You, you really, I mean, I've done it for a long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And looked over and been like, man.
0: You can keep pushing, you can keep pushing, and keep pushing, and this might have been your year, right? And then COVID. Yeah. <laughs> now you now you got to, you were pushing some more because now you're behind because of COVID. So you, gotta, you like, you know, COVID could be over next year, and you still, now you're thinking about, oh, well, that whole year I was off, I got to make up for that year, and then you push it off again.
1: Just balance man
0: yeah balance,
1: ba- balance. and I, I don't think that you know a lot of us when we become entrepreneurs we just do it yeah. there's no there's no handbook or no entrepreneurs usually in the family or around that can teach you that but hopefully that's one thing that we can convey through this show is that you want to make sure that you don't make it all about work because as you continue to work in this business and you put so much time in your kids do get older your parents do get older. Your aunts and uncles, the people who you love and care about, they're aging, but you're not noticing because you're in the trenches. Right, you working? You poke your head up, and your mom got white hair. You like, when did when this did that happen? happen? <laughs> you know, so it's. Oh, it,
0: you like me? You wake up and I got white. Now hair. Now you got You like, what did this happen?
1: <laughs> but yeah, I, yeah, no, that's true. It's really important, man, to 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 stay balanced. And um, this entrepreneur side, I think, is so challenging too but also so rewarding that you want to make sure that you're not, if you're going to go into this thing for yourself, man, do it on your terms. You know, you should not be working with people who you don't like every day if you're going to be an entrepreneur, because what makes this doable for me a lot of times is because I do work with you and joints. Because, you know, as frustrated as we might get with each other, frustrated as I might get with joints at times, <laughs> he get on the phone, yo, and I, it all goes out the window because right. I'm like, that's my guy. You know right, what I'm right, saying? Like, right. I, I love him to death. That's right. my brother. So it's like, I can fight through those things because I like y'all and love y'all and respect y'all. If we didn't have that... Yeah, there'd be problems. I mean, and, and you know, it's crazy because we got together in 2013 as a unit and...
0: Dang, it's been that long?
1: Been, yeah, 2013, man, and, and so now we on seven years and what? Yeah, for sure. we done been through a lot of fights, you know, with the outs. We wouldn't have made it if, if we won no, solid. No, no,
0: no. No, no. They, they would have disrupted us. Yeah, have a good team. We've talked about that. And um, and um, keep your eye on the prize. And that's what we've done, and you're still swimming.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and remember, man, take take some water breaks. I'm going to try to take that. Advice myself, hopefully more it, yeah, towards this year that, and next year.
0: I, I didn't do that for like <coughs> fifteen years, and it make you stir crazy. Even though you might be winning in that zone, you yeah. know, you, you you can you can kind of lose it, and then when you start losing it, um, you start looking like Paul George. <laughs>
1: Oh damn, out of nowhere. <laughs> out of nowhere. He got hit with a stray out of I love nowhere. My Clippers,
0: but come on, y'all. Come on, come on, come on. I had to throw that in there. <laughs> hey man, well, you know. I, we don't even want to talk
1: about you. Hey, one man's loss is another man's gain. So, you know, here I am sitting on top of the basketball world. I'm up one-zero. Please, God, don't let them Detroit pistons us, though. I just do uh, I, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. If we, if we went out like we went out against Detroit, man, you might not see me out the house for at least a month, man. It just, it ain't gonna work, so you man. You know
0: how, I eat, you know my pain.
1: Oh, I do. I do, man. So, uh, you know, if you're listening to the show right now, which obviously you are because you hear me say this, make sure that you are following us on IG at Man Manager Show. Also, make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast. You can go to Anchor, which shows you all the different places that we are, but we're on. All of the major outlets, Spotify, Apple, etc. And make sure you leave us a rating and a review. It really helps. The numbers are going up. So we appreciate y'all listening. And uh, this week, I'm gonna sound like I was gonna end it. Huh? Like, yeah, uh so this week, uh, we got a little bit of news. So Warner Music Group has suffered a huge data breach uh are one of so a bunch of their sites their e-commerce sites were hacked and all of the customers information is out there credit card numbers uh addresses phone numbers emails crazy and that uh
0: that happened to universal before right or oh, was it sony it was sony was it sony yeah yeah they got what one they of happened? this
1: time man and uh they are now in the midst of battling their third class action lawsuit in relation to this breach and the third um the guy is very very upset who's spearheading it because he said that he believes that they knew this so this breach lasted for a quarter of a year it started in april and ran three months and he's accusing them of knowing about it but not alerting the public and uh yeah, man, a lot of a lot of people's information out there right now on the dark web. So if you know anybody that's been buying stuff from well, on Warner stores online, <laughs> man, you better give them <laughs> a heads up.
0: You know, it's funny. What's the? I mean, we all are sub subjective to that. So, uh, I we just don't have like like a, you know like a company like that. It gets magnified, but. <clears throat> I think we've all been, yeah, I think we all are in the, in the dark net now. Like, all our information is just out there. Most Which definitely. Because I use I use the internet like everybody else, and I've been doing it since it existed. So, yeah, somewhere down the line between them 30 years, they got me a couple of times.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like, it's one of those things that's kind of crazy because, you know, look, man, I ain't trying to tell you how to go into a life of crime or nothing, but if you're going to do it, Somebody's going to see it. Don't be handling no keys, <laughs> no bricks. None of that. Get you a laptop and figure out how to crack something real quick. Because by the time, it's like whack-a-mole, man. By the time they get to you, you're darted off somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the police, like, okay, I've gone to the police station and had to file those reports before because my credit report is all in a twist. Cause somebody got a hold of my info, and they throw you in the box, and they, they like, some, yeah, and they like, and I'm like, so you gonna go get them, right? <laughs> and They like, just like, yeah, sure, yeah, sure, <laughs> whoop, right in the, and I'm like, bro, I'm in, I'm in a jam right now, and they just like, look, man, we don't have time to.
0: So now you think about all the employees at Warner.
1: Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. So if you're a white collar criminal doing cyber stuff, you can win right now because <laughs> the police are basically letting you know. Hey, man, we not going after it. Unless you're doing something like trying to tap into Fort Knox or something, you got to keep it moderate. You know what I mean? Just small dollar amounts here and there.
0: So so you can get sued. A label can get sued for somebody else cracking the code on you.
1: Yeah, because they were there. So basically, like, the customer is entrusting the label with their sensitive data and information when they make the purchase. Right. And they're saying that the you know the label as being a big strong organization should have the capabilities to keep that data safe. If you didn't keep it safe, that's a problem, but what's potentially even worse is if you really did know like they were saying and you didn't say anything. And right. this is this isn't the first time that these that a corporation has been accused of knowing but not saying. Right. So you know, you leaving people exposed because for whatever reason, I mean, you, it might have something to do with your stock price. You don't want to announce it. It could be a million right, reasons, right, right, right. you know? So, yeah, I hope, Are man. you trying to
0: fix it before anybody finds out? That's yeah. That's the thing. Trying to figure
1: out how bad it is, yeah. you know, how yeah. deep did they get? You don't want yeah. to, you know, yeah. announce it. So, yeah, that's that's kind of a crazy situation. Another interesting story. Uh, So, BTS. Um, number one this week. Man, so their label... Uh, Big Hit Entertainment is is going public. So, similar to SM Entertainment in Korea, uh, Big Hit is going public, man. They issued an IPO. No, just on the Korean exchange.
0: Okay.
1: And uh, there's an article here, man, and this is, I mean, this is some real money they playing with. It says, uh, BTS agency Big Hit Entertainment has maxed out its IPO price at more than $115 per share. Recently submitted financial documents revealed. Excuse me. So it says having earned in excess of five hundred million dollars in twenty nineteen, five hundred million dollars in twenty nineteen.
0: Yeah, but that reminds me of the XO, the one group worth a billion
1: at SM. But five in a in a year though. Yeah. That's a bag. It's coming off the one act? I mean, I don't know any other actors. Right, right. So it says having earned in excess of five hundred million dollars in twenty nineteen, due largely to the to the immense commercial success of BTS, big hit moved quickly to enter the public market earlier this year. And while the COVID nineteen pandemic delayed the Seoul headquartered company's IPO plans, the Korea Exchange deemed the business eligible for trading last month, strongly suggesting that its shares would soon become ev- available to investors at the time higher up specified that the IPO price would, would total between 88.22 I'm sorry I said 88 dollars .22 $88.22 and $113.42 for generated capital of 626 million to 805 million that that big hit has filed for a price slightly above the range's high and is yet another indication of the earning potential associated with BTS. The last few months alone have seen the seven-piece boy band secure a Guinness Book world record for the largest online concert, north of 756,000 fans tuned in for the pay-per-view Bang Bang Con the live which generated 20 million. The group also broke a plethora of YouTube viewership records with Dynamite, and subsequently outsold all 49 of their best-selling tracks in the U.S. combined. In a likely bid to encourage further accomplishments and promote continued coordination amongst BTS members, Big Hit founder and co-CEO Bang Si Hyuk gave each musician 68,385 shares apiece. So if we do the math... If it comes in on the low end, it's gonna be six million thirty-two dollars. I'm sorry, six million thirty-two thousand nine hundred and twenty-four dollars on the low end per per member per member per A lot member of
0: members in that group.
1: Yeah. <laughs> if it comes in on the high end, it's seven point seven million dollars per member. Okay, so nice payday. But you got to cash all your stock in to get it. All right
0: now, that's just the stock that's not what they're paying them. In, no,
1: right? he that's gave them the extra. stock like they said yeah, to keep everybody kind of right feeling good about or yeah. like like joints like to put it warm and fuzzy yeah. about the situation.
0: <laughs> so that's that's now. <clears throat> when can they cash in? Like they can't cash out these stocks for a while
1: though, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Obviously it's going to happen after the the IPO probably.
0: Yeah.
1: But uh yeah, it says uh it says per the aforementioned filing the well, I,
0: I didn't even cut you off, but like, because I was ahead. just thinking, the reason I asked that, because I was thinking that it most of the time it doesn't go up, it'll go down.
1: Yeah, after the issuing? Mm-hmm. Sometimes.
0: I <laughs> mean, unless they had another, another banger. You know, like th- if they had a couple acts like them, then I could see that. But if not, most labels, it's going to hit a quick halt for a moment.
1: Still some good bread, though.
0: Oh yeah, well that's what I said. When you when you can cash out, like me as an artist, I'll be sitting there like, what well, can I get
1: rid of these? So if you were an artist, would you get would you would you cash in all your shares no, or not, just a percentage?
0: Not a percentage of it. I'll, I'll leave some out there as long as I was in the group. <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. <laughs> like what? I'm kicked out the group.
1: Ah, time to cash out.
0: Cash out. It's all bad. If I gotta go.
1: It says, uh, per the aforementioned filing, the IPO sales amount will total 962 billion won, which equates to about $823 million at the present exchange rate. Dividing this total by the 7.13 million shares that will comprise the IPO demonstrates that they'll be worth approximately $115 a piece, meaning that BTS's big hit shares should be valued at, a total of roughly fifty-five point three one million dollars. Wow, the group collectively—they could do some damage collectively if they decide to like pull some of that money together. Yeah, fifty-three thousand, fifty-five thousand—I mean, fifty-five million—you can do a lot out here.
0: But if they got that with the stock, you know, we—I'm sure they're getting. Well, I don't know how they get paid out there, to be honest. But I was thinking they probably get a percentage of their merchandise, and, and I'm sure the merchandise is
1: high. I can't. I couldn't even imagine. Yeah. Like, you, mean you have the highest online concert of all time with over 700,000 people at it. And those are the kind of super fans that yeah. show up and buy stuff. Yeah. So... Yeah,
0: and we've seen they CDs. Yeah. they, they physicals
1: are- America, <laughs> take note. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: America decided, oh, we don't need this anymore, and then they doubled down on it. They made it even better than the yeah. stuff they. That-
0: yeah, because everybody's not doing it. Yeah. So now... The- you know, the the artist feels I mean the fan feels like it has something personal, like, ooh, look what I got. Yeah. That nobody else has. No other artist is
1: doing this for me. Yeah, man, the K pop phenomenon is something it's something. You know, and we're blessed enough to be a part of it, being been able to ride that wave. Joints just had a couple number ones out there, I think three now. Yeah. And uh had one on XO last year. It Billboard said it was the uh the best. K-pop song of 2019. So that was super dope for him. And one this year. Yeah. Yeah. So we I mean, we often rolling over there and and one thing about K-pop, man, you know, they the so the reason why essentially that they're doing better than the United States is that they never they they never stop caring about the quality of the music. No. The United States music business is run on politics. If I'm cool with you, if we hang out together, if we date the same type of females together or whatever. <laughs> then I'll play it. Then, yeah. then you then will well, sell it. Yeah, I'll give the record a listen. You know, I'll get you a placement over here. Kick me back some money, yada, yada. And all of that did, you know, over time was just erode the game. So now the most talented people are not necessarily the ones who were seen. as the ones who are the most connected. Yeah. But over there, they don't care what you look like, who you know. Just do you have a song we like?
0: Yeah. Yeah, when it comes to making the records, I, I, I'm, the, the way they present the records with their artists and stuff, it's a, it's a little different thing going on. You know the formula. Yeah. And the, you know they had, like how many BTSs they got? Probably like, three of them. <laughs> <laughs> they got a Japanese version and a and a Chinese you version. You mean EXO? And- yeah, X O. Well, X O does, but I was one BTS. Oh, they era. have like some alternative versions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They usually do. They kind of run like that. So those franchises become franchises, like mm-hmm. for real. So here, I don't know where we lost that part of it. I don't know where that comes from. I mean, part of what you said, but it seems like it's a little even deeper than that.
1: Like, yeah, I mean, one thing that seems different about the Korean market is that the record labels still very much have a hold on who can be successful and who can't. Yeah. Versus here, like, I haven't seen, like, a lot of runaway stars in Korea where they just were in the bedroom and had an old-town road yeah. on their own. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Here, you still, you have they, people... This allowed. To. Yeah, right. I, <laughs> I don't know if that might be part of it. But, yeah, they, I mean, the labels still really do have a huge influence on what happens because with these groups, they're so expensive. It's, it, it The odds of somebody being able to put mm-hmm. that together... By themselves. By well, themselves. That,
0: well, it's funny. You don't hear about a lot of solo acts. They do have them, but not like you hear about the major groups. Yeah. Like the girl groups and the guy groups. It's like a group thing. Yeah. Solo doesn't, like, overcome that. And it's funny because that would make you more money because you're just dealing with one person opposed to 16, you know, <laughs> right? a group. So I, it's just weird. I mean, it's like a case study that maybe we should revisit sometime and see. Why is that working? Like, again, they're buying physical. Like, that means people out there still really are playing CDs.
1: Well, I don't think they're necessarily playing it. I think they they're buying it, buy it to have it. Have it. Have it. Yeah. Like,
0: like we kind of do with vinyl. Mm-hmm. It's but a they keepsake. Do it still, but they do it in a major way because they still, you know, over platinum physical. Yeah, I yeah mean, we've just totally dissed it. And it's like, why wouldn't you want that with your artist? You know, you know like, probably Drake could probably do it.
1: I mean, I think here is it's a rap. Like <laughs> it's I don't like think nobody
0: you bring it back and nobody wants it. Well, but... they talked
1: about that when we were talking about uh that number one that the rapist had with Nicki Minaj. Yeah. And they had bundled a bunch of con they bundled a bunch of content mm-hmm. to be able to entice people to to, to buy. Right. Because Obviously the song wasn't that good by itself. Right. So the bundle in America is still very much alive. But I don't think the C D is the actual bundle item that's gonna get it done for you. Right. So the, oh. the keepsake and having something physical, I think that's a part of human nature. Yeah, but the CD is, you know, a way the dinosaur man. I think that thing's done. That's funny, but the vinyl is not. Yeah but the vinyl is not. Because
0: I guess it just looks cool to have some turning, a turntable and a needle.
1: and. The- yeah, and it, it kind of makes you look like you know something. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, if you walk in somebody's... Some sonically
0: because I got a record player.
1: Yeah, like, you go in somebody's house and they got a bunch of vinyl, the natural assumption is they know a lot of shit about music. They might not know anything, but it's just, if you got it. I mean, you got a turntable, man, and you listen to records on turntable, like, Okay, you you like a music snob, hey, you, you an elitist. On your yeah, wall. you a music elitist if yeah. you got that. That's the that's the perception at least.
0: Okay, well yeah, that's that's that does well here. It Still doesn't do those numbers though. So I guess the culture we just wiped it out. The culture totally. Yeah. But then I I think it 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 took away from the, like you know I used to look forward to reading the credits and looking at some liner notes about. All that's like gone now. You have to search for them. They might be out there, but who's really searching for them? Like, yeah, you know.
1: I mean, that's a good man. That's a good question. You, I'm, I'm thinking like, one idea could be people could start to make credit books again as part of the bundle package, um, with the artwork and stuff like that because the liner notes are really still important. And people look for credits online, so that means that there's still a desire that people want to know who made what. Right. So, and you're right, like, when I would buy, like, I remember when I bought, you know, Trap Music, which was T.I.'s album, like, it was it, it was crazy because me and my boy split the cost of the CD at Circuit City, and we had to decide who was going to leave with the CD, who was going to get the the, the artwork. So I it hurt my soul to have to to have to make that call. He was just like, all right, you can have the booklet or you can have the C D. And I was just like, fuck. <laughs> Give me C D, man. But you know, but I was still itching that whole time. Yeah, like, yeah. I wanna know who made this. You right, know what right, I'm saying? Right, right. So I, I know like Is that
0: is that but is that you coming from a, a culture of being able to see vinyl and all that and live with that? Or is that a natural thing to want to. I think it's, I don't it, think my son wants to
1: see. No, no. I think it's definitely culture based, but at the same time, like how much of yours, like if you if we had to look at me at my at your son's age, how much more or less of a consumer or fan of super fan of music is he than I was? Because I was pretty much on I was on the higher end of the spectrum. Yeah, like I bought. All of my favorite artist stuff. I looked at all of the credits, and I had no idea I was even going to work in music at this time. It was just right. the culture, right. you know.
0: But it, it's coming off a culture of everybody doing that, and now it is not coming off of that. And so, it's, I don't even know if they know it exists. You know, like I think people who have been around, who are still in it, you know, who DJs that are out there that still, there, I think they still do it because culturally that's what they've been doing. But I think the new generation is kind of like, you know, unless it's advertised with the record yeah. written by, or it, you know, or the tag DJ Mustard's on it, you know, something like yeah. that. Mustard on the beat, you know, <laughs> then you know. But that's how they tag it. After that, they, I don't know, I don't care how, it's, how the record was made.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I definitely think that for them it's more of a challenge because it's like you're trying to create a demand where there's not already a natural one. Yeah. So they don't, yeah, I don't believe that they have the same... I mean they haven't proven through the way they consume yeah. that they care as much yeah. but i and think maybe
0: i should say maybe i should say us you know because I, I was i thinking that if you if you look at the credits it's not like like what a pop artist you know or any major artist that you know like, like r&b artists or like beyonce like that you have this body of people that has worked on this break, like a movie. When you see movie credits, it's like, damn, all these people worked on this yeah, movie. Like, and so that's how it is, like with Potty on a Beyonce or Rihanna project. Right. You know? But, you know, the baby, you know, your credits would be kind of short. <laughs> you know? And then the boy that does the beat. Right. And that's it.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, it's one of those things where, yeah, I don't think that you're gonna recapture what that was, because that was what it was when it was what it was. Right. But It is still really important, though, because that's why people keep stressing the metadata, making sure it's right when you upload these records. Right. One thing that would be interesting is to see how often people access the song credits on Spotify. That is one thing that Spotify did add that I got to give them credit for was the song credits. Okay. So now you can go in and see who wrote and produced. Right. And that's super-duper important. Now, but who
0: noticed that? Who noticed that but you? (laughs)
1: <laughs> I, that, well, I, th- I think a lot of people know about it, but that like, would be interesting to see how much people yeah. access it, though. Yeah,
0: yeah, like who knows about that? It's like, oh, they do. What's that? Like credits? What's that?
1: I got. We gotta get somebody in here. that's, like 17. I need like I need like a 17, to 18, and 19 year old. So I can yeah. just ask, like, do you ever look?
0: Yeah. Like, what's important to you when you dealing with the music? And I think if you go to a music lover, like you said, if you was on the higher end of that. Of your music listening, that's probably something you do engage in. Yeah. But middle to lower tier. Nah, common like, consumer uh-huh.
1: doesn't care, man. Like, common. And if you think about it, but it before, was like that.
0: Well, before, common. Nah. They, they, they didn't care as much. No, nah, but see, but, I, they, all right. but it was in their face more, so then it made them have a awareness of
1: it. Right, because you, because you, when you bought the CD, like say you were sitting right. around, you weren't doing nothing, you flipping through the pages, you looking at the pictures, exactly. and you seeing exactly. who's reading because it's, it's in your hands. Yeah, you obviously, know, now but, you could dismiss
0: it. But that doesn't mean just hands.
1: because it was in your hands that you actually had a desire. It was actually just there for yeah, you to consume. Well, that's true. That's true. So because I remember, that's true. Pre, like my best friend at the time really was like. Uh, I was running around with a bunch of CD singles in my bag, you know. Yeah. I just bought singles for the songs I like. And one time, he—I think we was like at practice or something—and I had like opened my bag, and it was like, "Oh, he's like, what you doing?" I was like, "These just the songs I like." He was just—he <laughs> <laughs> was like, "These people make albums. Like, you yeah. can, you, there's more." And I was like, "Oh yeah." <laughs> <laughs> so at that point, that's
0: just funny. You said that that you didn't even know that exists.
1: I didn't know nothing about nothing. I was just like. Hey, I like this Will Smith getting jiggy with it. I'm going to buy this at Sam Goody. So it's only like $2. So, that, so I had a bunch of songs in my bag that I you know that I just like. And I would just wish to see these on the songs or whatever. But you
0: knew about albums, right?
1: I mean, kind of, sort of, but no. No. Oh, okay. It wasn't like a real concept. Right. That's the thing that's dope. Well that's, I,
0: well, that's what I was about to say now. I think it's a even less known concept now, albums. You hear about it, but it, do you really know what that that what that entails when you're buying the album?
1: I mean, I think people know. Like, when, when you... Come on, man. When you get a... Uh, I mean, yeah, people know. Because you look at NBA Youngboy, his yeah. whole damn album is on the chart. Yeah. So it shows, you know, you got 10 songs, eight of them on the chart. Well, somebody understands how the concept works. I was... For now, it's different because it's so much more placed in people's faces. So if you go to your artists on Spotify, well, their albums are there. You would have to be an idiot to not know that they had albums that's sitting right there. You know, for me, I was just a kid who was just hearing stuff on the radio. But I was
0: saying the concept of the album. Like, you know, before the album was concept-driven. You know, this song is about how he tore my heart, you know, or why I'm the, you know... I'm living large in L. A. You know, whatever you had a concept behind it, and these songs tied to the concept. Right now, it's just songs, and they they, they such a single-driven thing that is just oh, I get ten songs for a lesser price than I would if I bought them individually. <laughs> you know, no. yeah, just, well now nobody's you, even buying. Do you realize you know? they actually tie together? Well,
1: you know? yeah, people know. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because the projects when you when you go to Spotify or to Apple Music. The interface makes it impossible. You would have to literally be an idiot to not know that these songs are all tied to this album. Right. Like there's, no, there's just no way. Like, if you, go, if you went to Sam Goody before and you saw a Will Smith single, you wouldn't necessarily know if you were like me, an idiot. You didn't know that there was a whole album that came along with it. This is a Unless song you I heard a big
0: poster of him standing by his albums.
1: Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. And, and maybe I just. Jazzy to-
0: Jeff doing like this, pointing at the. <laughs> I mean, maybe that the record's just,
1: maybe this is, uh, maybe I was broke as a kid, so maybe the single made a lot more sense because it was two or three well, yeah, hours.
0: For a kid, it always you made know? more sense. But it, yeah.
1: same time, I love the fact that I can remember back to before I knew stuff right. because I think about how many more people consume like that. Right, you right. know, I didn't know anything about, I didn't pay attention to, to lyrics or anything. It was just if the beat drove me, I bought the song.
0: So what made you pay attention?
1: Because my best friend at the time, well, he was from New York, so he he started yeah, he to educate music, me on yeah. yeah about rap and bars, and then I became a music snob, a rap yeah. a rap elitist. <laughs> like I, I then from that point, I was like passing judgment on niggas. Like, this nigga's trash, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? Those so first that, four bars, yeah, yeah. All. So it, it but but before you know, I took the pill and my <laughs> eyes got open. I was just a regular consumer, but I love that because I know that there's so many people who that's what gets them. Right. If they hear the if they hear the beat and they like it, then they like the song. Right. You know what I'm right, saying? It's right. just that type of thing. Right. And I think that a lot of times as, as creators and people who work in the business. You gotta get back to that basic. Yeah, you of gotta it.
0: you gotta remember that. Yeah. And yeah.
1: just like all that extra math and <laughs> equations that you're trying to put together in your mind. Like, nah, oh. it does it move people or not? Yeah. Cause if it doesn't, then you right. probably missed the mark. And if it does, then you didn't. Right. You know? So
0: that's true. That's true. I, I feel less of that now. I feel like there's more of a zombie market going on like oh we created this market man. It's the walking so can, dead for sure. You know, so we can now keep feeding them this and you know they they like it cuz it's familiar to all the other garbage we've been feeding them since they were little. Yeah. And and that's not everybody because some people parents listen to other stuff and you could tell their musical sensitivities opposed to listeners today. You know, but those are getting thinned out like to me. Like that that consumer who listens that way, is, is less of them out there. they usually that way if they're artists themselves. I mean, in, in, in some cases, you know, trying to be artists because they're trying to get the edge on other folks, and now they listening to other stuff and starting to discover stuff. But I think they've this whole zombie way, and it's, that's always been there, but now it's like, it's like top of the food chain now.
1: Would you consider disco as an era to be its own version of a zombie wave? Uh
0: not not in the beginning. Dance music always been like dance music and it 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 peaks its head up and turns into a trend for a second and then goes back. And it's all disco. You know, the the EDM music is disco. It's just, you know, right. it's, just it's just is. It's just it's what it is. Four in the flow and you know and you put a melody on it. Right. And so and so they exploited it to, you know, having so, there, the zombie side of that shows up in that style of music, but just like it does in anything else, but it fades out again, you know? But now I feel like they've created that in, maybe I could say in, in pop, in, in R&B, and rap, you may see it more than you saw it before.
1: Mm-hmm. Like,
0: you know, it'll be like a oop, there it is, pops up every once in a while. You go, okay, it is what it is. But now there's a lot of oop, there it is, and very little, you know, like even when you saying getting jiggy with it, you know, <laughs> it just felt like a, a summertime, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know, it had something that everybody could, your grandma could like. I think know? even if... It's like now you like, you have to be in this. But because it was so many people gr- born into it, yeah. It feels like now just keep feeding me that.
1: Well, I I th- to me it just goes back to like a lack of diversity in the in the production. Because uh, to me even when
0: But they won't let you. You know, I mean we probably have to talk to another producer on that, but I think they go where the money's at or where the labels say I need more of this. Right. You know, opposed to I think it should be like this cuz some producers rear their head like that, but lately they've been chopping it off for you to say, "What? How dare you?" Try to be creative.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, so the la- go back
0: to the stripper music. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The,
1: the, so the label is definitely uh, has an influence in that. Yeah, they, you, know, you know, because ultimately they're going to choose which record, as we know, that they're going to put their money behind. Right. So you might make a really great song, but it doesn't necessarily mean that the label is going to believe that's where the money is and put their money behind
0: it. Yeah, because they're not using their ears anymore. Right. If they're using their ears, they're using their ears to compare it to what else is out there. Right. And before, I think it was a little bit of I need something different. Yeah. To get past these people, because I can't just do the same thing, and you know, it's only gonna be so much of that that the consumer is gonna be able to deal with. You know. So I'm going to. throw a curveball and then that's going to give me my difference that makes people come to my label or other artists come to my label or consumers come to my label. Now they just don't care. It's like everybody got the same thing.
1: There's a lot of production that's, that's the, that's, I think ultimately that's really the biggest challenge is that there's too many producers who sound like too many other producers right now.
0: Yeah, but because they're not producing.
1: Yeah, they just making beats. They
0: grabbing the beats and sometimes they're not making the beats. They're all grabbing it from the same spot. Yeah. So if you're grabbing this loop from Fruity Loops or whatever, you know, out there their chain of loops you can grab from, they all grabbing from it. Yeah. So they of course, they all grabbing the good ones. But the even, bad ones get put put aside, you grab the good ones and now everybody has the same thing.
1: But even if they're choosing different loops. What's being done to him is still the same. So, your hi hat sound like this, what, his hat. Yeah,
0: but again, he, some of them ain't even putting the hi hat on it. Like literally, they put it, they are taking a
1: broken down loop. Some of y'all engineers are really making the beats too on the low. And come
0: on, he's the one like when you ain't looking, he's like,
1: he's let me put a drop hi-hat. in right yeah, here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and you don't even notice till later. Remember you know, putting that in there, Lou it sound good. <laughs> Let's go right. with it. You know, but they're not producing. Yeah. You know, producing is creating and making it or putting these pieces of puzzle. Even if you lose using loops, you're creating it differently. And I'm not saying some of them not trying to do that, uh-huh. but we know there's a lot of them don't because they're just patching in the same way. And then the rapper comes in doing the same thing that the other rapper does because the beat is the same. Yeah. So the cadence like, well, this is what works over this. So you can, now you got 10 rappers literally sounding the same, where well, before you might have sounds one same. or two or three that sound the same. Like, that's why I said, yeah, did it happen before? Yeah, of course it has. But not in this way. Like, this is just overkill.
1: Yeah, overproduction. It sounds yeah, the
0: same. Yeah. yeah, disco did sound the same. You know, four on the floor. What more can you do it? But then they started getting creative with that four on the floor. Some had orchestra. Some had. That's what I'm about to say, man. Like some people had melody. Some people had rap. You know, it just turned into a whole bunch of things. Even though the nature of the music was the same as just four on the floor, boom, boom, boom. Yeah, boom.
1: but what was in there was higher IQ, though.
0: Higher IQ, and that's what. Then I'm not hearing the higher IQ with these records.
1: Yeah, and when
0: you do. You know, like a Drake or something. I could say, okay, Drake does that, and his producers—they really elitist with it. they yeah, like, no, they are. Yeah, yeah you, you know, it, it's like, oh, yeah. They
1: that- t- they take what what the basic is, and then they make a real record out of it, and make a record and keep out the of basic it. elements. The the thing that makes the basic dope, right? They keep those elements, but turn right. it into a real record. But, so yeah, they the, they definitely are the best at that.
0: Exactly, but the consumer don't register it the same way. You do because you're coming from a different right. demographic. But right. like my son is not really catching why that's better than the other one. Yeah, They I, both just good.
1: You know? I mean, But you know, ultimately, <laughs> man, I think that that's like uh a, a important thing to keep in mind is that we can't alter the brain of the consumer no, you can't. to a degree. So that, like you said, we can't make you care about who produced or wrote this song? Mm-hmm. We can't do that, so better that we don't try. It's just better to observe how you're consuming and then adjust the marketing strategy based off of that, you know. So, if they're not going to be able to tell the difference between the two, that's fine. Well, that's just, fine, just as long as they pick one of yours, it's going to still end the same for you, but anyway.
0: Th- yeah, but that's what I'm getting at. So, you know, you, 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 you get Cardi B and then you get Megan. Hey put Megan on Cardi B. That's the only thing we haven't done yet. Yeah. And the next thing is probably Nicki with the other two, if that ever would happen. But if it did...
1: With one of them, not the other.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it would ultimately put it up. Well, you know, you can't say...
1: Her and the other one not. already did a record. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but, but all three of them together. I've seen them lumps that happen. <laughs> I don't think that's ever going to happen. Hey, for money, man, they do it. So that's true. She was hanging out with the rapists for money, so... Exactly. Hanging out with Cardi B ain't that bad. Exactly.
0: And so, you know, I'm just saying it's, it's the gimmick now. And the, and, the, and the gimmick grabs it more than the music itself, because all the music's the same anyway.
1: Yeah, I mean, we definitely are in, in a gimmick era. We learned that. That lesson got refreshed for us this week. Yeah. So people are definitely looking for it, but ultimately... As a creative person, if you listen to this, you might be thinking, damn, I got to make what everybody else is making. No. No. But you just have to capture, if that's what the wave is and you see what people are on, like when Mustard was running the club, he was running the club off of tempo. So if you were saying to yourself, well, I want to get in the club and have my records doing well, might not be in your best interest to make something that's 60 BPMs. You might need to be up around that 100 BPM, 110 BPM range, because that's where his records were at. And it makes it easier for the DJs to be able to blend those records and test your records out. They don't have to go stop any momentum they have to put your record in. Right. You know? Because they don't want to do that. No, now. they definitely they definitely <laughs> See, do not want to do that. They used to
0: be creative. They'll speed up the other record or slow down the other record or it's Well, like, I
1: mean, the, the DJ still can so the thing is, like the DJ can still do that.
0: Yeah.
1: But wasn't
0: it, that the fun part?
1: I mean, yes and no, like if
0: finding records that Probably
1: wouldn't fit and make them fit. Yes and no. Like if I'm it, if I'm in peak time of night, you know, and you like
0: yeah, but it's not like you you bringing out the crates again.
1: You no, know? but I mean peak night though. Like yeah. peak
0: time of night. Well, I'm saying that you've already made your list, so you know if it worked or not. You're doing it now. You can do your mixes
1: at home. So are you are you asking if no see. That's the thing. Okay. What sounds good at home is not the same <laughs> thing that sounds, that's gonna work. Because, see, look, I could take two records that are of far away tempos yeah. and put them together and you're gonna love it because of the contrast. Yeah. Right? Like, you're like, that fit yeah. over that. How did you do that? Yeah. But and Sometimes in, it's
0: just cut time. But it's, it's
1: just, just a. As as right. As as so as as it adds up
0: so it ad- it works.
1: perfectly. Yeah. It sings perfectly. But... If you're in a club, your whole job as a DJ is momentum. You got to keep pushing tempo. You got to keep pushing energy. So tempo is not always, you know, built in into... It, tempo and energy are not always synonymous. Right, right. You right. know, so if you're in a, in the a, in a darker side of a set, which is like in your 60s, which is a trap music, 60 to 80 BPM, stuff like that, you're going to... 60 to 75. Yo, you got to keep coming. It's just, it's more energy. So when you went peak time of night, and maybe Carmelo Anthony just walked in, <laughs> thinking, I ain't testing your record right now. <laughs> I gotta keep this going right I now. Say, I
0: can't experiment. Because
1: I've seen it happen. I've seen, I saw Drake walk into one of the clubs that we was in, and that night was choppy for whatever reason. It was just weird. And him and his people got up and walked right back out, and I was just like, that's crazy. Wow, wow, wow. The energy was weird, and it was, hey, and it was, it was chicks in there, it was packed, but the music just wasn't syncing up that night. Right. So I, I. But that's
0: the risk. Like, that's the excitement of the DJ. If not, then, like you said, I guess you can keep. That's why we get what we get. Well, no, look, Because it makes it easier for Let everybody, me let me ref- right? no let me All rephrase it. Let, re- let me let fr- me let me rephrase. I can keep my energy going cuz I'm I'm, I'm saying records. this
1: from the perspective of somebody that's assuming that the record that they are asking me to play is trash cuz that's usually what happens. Right 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 right. Yo, right, your right, record you. company promo guy, street team guy is standing over your shoulder like, "Come on, bro, I got to get a picture of your computer <laughs> to send to the label." So I can't play that record at that time, but if there's a record from an artist that I think is dope,
0: mm-hmm.
1: man, who in the club be damn? I'm playing that record because I know that, is that it's
0: that, dope. But, but is that a more cultural thing from you, being from that era where you had to do it? Any good DJ is, is going to do, do that.
1: Any okay. good D—I de- don't think that you really have like okay. you got good DJs and you got bad DJs. I don't think there's anybody in between. Okay, I just don't. I think you got DJs who are good and they understand their records and they and they don't mind testing dope records. That's on my end of the spectrum. But then you got the guys who everybody complains about and they're like, yo, I could do that. He's just pushing the button. He's right. not doing anything. Right. That's not... That's like... That's something different. That's not... But that's
0: like probably a new DJ.
1: It is a new DJ to a degree. I mean, EDM really kind of...
0: Yeah, went to the push button.
1: Yeah, man. They kind of made that... They kind of went overkill because then... You guys got you got guys making fifty million dollars, doing what they was doing. And I'm just like, come just on, bro. Like button. that's yeah, that's crazy. I still
0: my little. I had my little, uh, have my
1: little uh, junk drive. Yeah, come on, man. You ain't got no turntables up here. You just got buttons. That's crazy. It ain't
0: working.
1: I mean. And then I got fly over the world.
0: I gotta fly from. I gotta go to, to Ibiza to New York, and then I gotta go to Vegas tonight.
1: And then Dubai next week.
0: Oh my God, my finger hurts. Right. <laughs> right,
1: right, right. So, yeah, I mean, no, like, you you got real—you're your good DJs, man. They're going to test, they test records, especially in early in the night. They're going to test records. But ultimately, man, you just got to make something— if you're a creative person and you're like, all right, if you're talking to me, I'm DJing, you're a creator, you're like, bro, I'm about to go back to the studio. What should I make? I'm going to be like, all right, if you want to fit into this part of the night, make something that's around this tempo. If you want to be in this other set, then you probably want to keep the tempos around this range. I'm not going to tell you what to make. I'm right, just going right, to tell right, you right. where right. you fit in right. in the spectrum. Right. You know? So ultimately, you just, but it, want
0: it just gets to... To me, it gets easier and lazy at the same time because you don't have to be creative because all the records are already, like you said, they're coming out of the same box. Yeah. You know, so they're going to fit.
1: I mean, kind of, sort of.
0: You know, unless you get creative. You know, it's like, oh, I'm going to pull out, you know... Uh, Shoot, I can't even say that no more. Like Taylor Swift and the baby, that
1: probably fits. You probably you play it right now, they probably sync up. I I mean, hey man, ultimately is regardless of whatever amount of equipment or technology you have or don't have, that's what's gonna make or break you. Right, is how far can you dig deep in that bag to be creative and try to try to flip it in a way that nobody else has flipped it yet. And make money. And make money, yeah, because that's that's. You know, that's the challenge, but that's the life that you signed up for. Yeah. You know, if you're yeah. gonna be a producer or a songwriter, you you signed up for yeah. this. You know, unless you plan on being that throw it at the wall, make what everybody else makes.
0: Well see, I I think it's more of that. And I wish there was and I, I'm wishing and it's probably will happen, the tide will turn again, but people just start to get more creative and the consumer demands it. Like I'm waiting for the community, I'm not listening to that garbage no more. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm. You gonna have to get me. It's gonna take more to get me. It's, and usually it's coming. That's when they panic, though, and then they do even more of the same of something that worked because
1: they they don't wanna. It's they, coming though. Yeah, it's coming. People used to fish,
0: man. They used to they used to go find that different thing. Different was good.
1: But different is still good. I don't I don't care if different is not necessarily the most money making thing right now. I'm never gonna get off the fact that different is good. Okay. Because. Being different, you may not make what the person who makes the bubblegum is making, but there is still one hundred percent the possibility to cultivate your own fan base that supports you and helps you live the life that you want to live by delivering the content that you want to deliver. And we know that because Khan is living that right. You know, he's doing what makes him happy and what speaks to his values and his, Perspective,
0: regardless of
1: what, regardless of what's going on, and he's <laughs> he's incorporating the sounds that are that are current in the world, but he's not making stuff to fit in. Yeah, and he's still doing all right. Yeah. So you know you got to be able to be in a place where you're secure with what with being able to be in that spot too. I used to
0: like labels to do that more often. I understand that it's a rat race out there, so you got to pay the bills. It's just, you know, I I just enjoyed that most likely from the street to to a label, you know, you see more of these movements. And I guess they are happening that way. They just become more of the
1: same, though. If
0: they can kind of just dig a little deeper.
1: I think that we're going to get there quick. Well, I'm not going to say quick, but soon. Yeah. Because the conscious, I think it's correlated with the overall conscious level of people. And from the two, early 2000s, you might say, you know, late 90s, I don't know, but 2000s until up until now, the 2010s and whatnot, the conscious level of the community as a whole has been kind of low. It, it took a deep dive, yeah, and right. it stayed in that valley for a long time. Yeah. So now that you're seeing people become more conscious within the community about non-music-related issues, you know, stuff about finances and ownership, and how to vote and how to position themselves and things that things that you have to be more conscious about if you want to be a successful human being. Right. What's gonna come along with that? The art comes along. The, the art is gonna come yeah. along. And okay. I think that a rapper like WAP will say whatever you want about it, is gonna help push that movement. Because somebody probably heard WAP and was like, okay, enough of this shit. Right.
0: Like,
1: how how far are we getting ready to push, push it at this point? Right. Because What's the next level beneath WAP? You just butt ass naked in the video or what? That's what I said. So we have officially reached the bottom unless they going unless they're gonna show us that we there's a new bottom that we haven't seen yet, yeah, yeah. which is completely possible. Yeah. If somebody wants to come out and outdo WAP and show me that there's a new bottom, I'm all for it. Because the faster we get to the bottom, the faster we bounce back up. All right. So I'm all for it. But at this so so far, this looks to be about the bottom. <laughs> Now, I, now, actually, I'm wrong because I forgot about Suki Hana. Uh, she's definitely worse, and she is a, a level beneath, but she's not as mainstream, so it doesn't matter. Right. But, again, the closer we get, the more that you discuss people, the more people have to question whether or not they really want to see this or their kids need to see it, ultimately, the better. This is good. Right. Because we're going to bounce up. And as we bounce up, as it, as the music starts to catch the conscious level, because that's what's going to happen. I mean, look at what happened when the George Floyd protest kicked off. One of the major problems we had as a community is we had no soundtrack for it.
0: Right.
1: And that showed you that the conscious level bounced first. The art was still heading down as the, the as the conscious level had already made its bounce. Mm-hmm. So you had this gap where people are in the streets and they need music to be behind them. And all you can pull is like Cole or Kendrick, but you don't have a wave of artists who are just like right there, ready to deliver songs or had songs already. And they didn't. And they didn't. So. And I love
0: it. (laughs) So you're thinking it's going to show up.
1: I love when shit blows up. That's the best to me. Instead of trying to patch it together and right, right. no, this is good. We need to see like the absolute worst of people real right, quick.
0: Right. Because I, I know I remember, you know, I'm old enough to remember when it the music and and the consciousness was always together. Like you could you could see the wave moving in and out. Just like you said when the disco thing came, you saw the wave coming. And you when it when it started to come out, you saw it start to come out too. It's like it eased its way out. But you could see it. The art was bending with it yeah and this time it just felt like like you said it was two opposite lines like why this is still going here why this is we're we're here now yeah but the art wasn't you know even the movies wasn't even going there you know
1: but i see i look at a kid like nle chopper and he was like you see him all of a sudden like yo when i was when my vibrations was low everybody was like this and now that i'm seeing the world differently and I'm separating some of the stuff that I was talking about and doing right people treat me different see when, when you have a kid that's about that age you know sub 20
0: yeah
1: saying like hey that's how you know that's the trigger you know something's getting ready to shift because when they start to catch the wave right then everybody that's they're the new generation right, so that's right. where everything's gonna go
0: right it's you know where they want
1: it to go. like you know luckily we were uh we were lucky enough to have Kedron included on this this project um, that's coming out through The Undefeated where he was able to reimagine Mercy, Mercy, Me. And listening to that record, going back before he did it, I was just like, man, he was really in sync with what was going on.
0: Oh, he was right on sync with it.
1: And I mean, the stuff he was talking about, I'm like, "Sound like it could be right now. But then the
0: the evolution, everybody started going there, you know, to a point where it got nauseated. Yeah, yeah, because that could happen too. On. But... At least everybody moved to that, you know. And and then from out of that they they went into, you know, wanting to be free and just talk about, you know, basically lifestyle stuff again. You know, you go through these cycles. Just just this time was the first time I saw it just go really like it didn't come together. Yeah. It went this way. And that was kinda unusual.
1: Yeah, I mean, cause we were we I mean, we've been focused on a lot of degenerate stuff for a long time. Yeah. So when And it's
0: like now that's my my that makes me feel good when I'm going through all this other trouble.
1: Yeah, you bury your head in the sand and deal with all the degenerate stuff so that way you don't have to deal with what's right in front of you. Because what's yeah. in front of you is challenging. It takes work. It takes thought. You have to actually face the fact that maybe you don't have white allies like you thought you had. Right. Maybe you. Maybe all of these movements that you've been sold on as a kid about people of color and everybody coming together, maybe it's all bogus. Maybe I have to reinvent or rethink about some things. Ah, instead of that, I'm just going to smoke and turn my PlayStation on and I'm going to act like none (laughs) of this shit exists. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to listen to WAP and act like none of this shit exists. Yeah, okay, you can, but the world is taking off without you. Right. You know, the overall (laughs) conscious level of people is rising. So you can stay in in the trenches with your head buried in the sand because you're scared.
0: Now, you need to not cut you off, but then you just made me think about something. So... Let's rewind back to BTS. Okay. How did they get to number one when through all these, what we know that's out there? Yeah. And they skipped all that. Well, totally different style of music. Like, right. You know, sound like something back in the 80s mixed with something in the 90s to now, you know, early 2000s. But it's number one here. Mm-hmm. So that means that's dealing with numbers here. So, I wonder if that's letting the labels know. Like, are they really paying attention to that? Or are they just like, oh, eh, that's an anomaly. We're we going to go back to business as usual.
1: I mean, knowing the labels and how they have figured out how to be consistently stupid, they're probably... Because they don't even have a single out are like that. Like, they, they single didn't move like that here. If there's... I'll, I'll tell you what'll make the labels wake up. If there's like two or three of those. Then you're going to see them everywhere. Right. Because that's how it is. Right. You know, they're going to see. But right now, they probably still, they probably squinting their eyes like, how's that happening? <laughs> right. they, can't, they can't figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Wait
0: a minute, what you mean they got the number one? Whoa, 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 whoa. Who's yeah. buying this?
1: Yeah, they're probably trying to figure out what the what the fluke is instead of figuring out what they can learn from it. The thing that the K-pop market did was they looked at everything that America did great with music and they took it. And everything that they did bad, they left behind. <laughs> so America needs to now humble itself and do the same thing. Learn from them what's working, apply it, and mix it with what you got that's already going, and then you be straight.
0: But they saying we got we got our McDonald's and everything, and it's working, so we don't need that.
1: Hey, maybe. You know. I don't know if you got $500 in a year out of one act. But (laughs) if you say so, (laughs) if you say so. (laughs) That's true. So, yeah, I mean, ultimately, man, that's just, it's, look, man, you, at the the end of the day, you're going to have to choose sides in all of this, not just in music, but in life and culture in general. So if you want to continue to make excuses for behavior that's detrimental to your community, because you're scared to take a stand because you don't want to be unpopular, hey, that's the route that you chose. It is what it is. But the black community is starting to empower itself slowly but surely, and we're going to hit light speed once enough of us start to denounce behavior that is detrimental to our community instead of making excuses for it. Yeah, or
0: blaming others.
1: Or blaming others. You got to take ownership of what you got to take ownership for. Now, I don't believe in taking blame for things that you shouldn't take blame for. Because some of the things that you have that are going on uh, that are systemic within the community, you didn't cause those problems. But do you have a choice today? Yes. Yeah. So if you decide to go out and knock some fellow black person over the head and do some ridiculous shit, that wasn't anybody else that made you do that. You did that.
0: Right.
1: So got to take ownership for the stuff that you're responsible for. On a deeper level, maybe...
0: And artists do, too.
1: Yeah. Artists have to do that as well. But, hey, again, it's going to take the community as a whole rejecting behavior that... See, like, the, the problem that we have right now is that we got too many people with... People have conflicting views within themselves. Oh, yeah, I'm a queen. I'm a graduate. I'm a business owner. But I also like to bust it open and twerk. And I'm just living my life, and you need to not judge me. You see? You can't have it both ways. I know you want it both ways, but you can't have it both ways. You can be all the things that you said that you are. You can be a graduate and all that. But look, at the end of the day, when you busting it wide open for the camera, you're just busting it wide open for the camera. And, and it is what it is. Con- and it, it
0: has consequences. It has
1: consequences. Yeah, That's the whole point. It, but it has consequences. Yes, you can do it. But you have to also deal with the consequences. And you
0: may not see the effect of the consequences till later, but when you do, it's gonna hit home. And you're
1: I, and I don't care how many, I'll be seeing these boats, these boat trips these chicks be taking, they all psychologists and scientists, and they think that because they're that, that it negates the effect of what of the what they're doing on camera on the boats. <laughs> and I'm like, you're tripping. Like it does, it doesn't really matter because at the end of the day. I get it that you want to have fun and everything, but you still going to fall into a certain category. If a man is, if you're dealing with a real man who's evaluating you beyond just the physical, and he's thinking, this person I'm a, is going to end up raising my children. So if this is what she thinks is acceptable on camera, she's going to be teaching my daughter potentially one day that this is okay too. I don't think that that's, that's okay. So we're going to put her in a temporary file for right now. And you're going to be wondering why you keep catching men, but you can't keep none. Culture, that's why. I mean, they,
0: they build both of them. They're both from the same pores. So when they looking at it, the young man that's looking at it now, he thinks that's cool. Like, I mean,
1: look, when as a young man, yeah, like it's sex sells, so it is what it right. is. But at the same time, listen, man, I mean, what what was Cardi saying on WAP? She said she don't cook, she don't clean, but she got that ring, but she's in divorce court. So take what you want to take from that?
0: <laughs> Drop the mic.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and that is all we have for... You can end it with yeah, that. Yeah, that is all we have for episode 15. The Mad Manager Show. Ding, ding. You got anything else, oh, man? Oh,
0: no, no. You, you left it out there.
1: <laughs> hey, man. Well, that's what it is. So this is the Mad Manager Show, the place where we love music, love the business of music, but hate the music business, and we out.